listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station. Afternoon, six to seven. We are back again on the book nook with me, Bonnie Bule. I hope you had a lovely week. I always have a lovely week because I'm looking forward to my Friday afternoon, six to seven on the book nook. I need to acknowledge my produce extraordinaire. NK is back with us. Glad to have you back. And I must tell you, the people who've been standing in for you have just been doing such an awesome job. Ten minutes past six on a Friday. In the studio as well, as usual, we've got... Oh, I'm so glad to say this. (laughs) An award-winning, award-winning author with us. Um... Yes, she deserves that. We'll talk about that later on. But just to let you know, she is live on Facebook. So if you are able to um, log on to our Hope Alive Facebook page, you will find um, our show streaming live at the moment between 6 and 7. But we also are on WhatsApp. We would like to engage with you on WhatsApp. I got into a lot of trouble last week because people were using the number that's on our um, app. Please note for the giveaway on the book nook, we are using the number 083-374-8962. I'm going to repeat that again and I'll be repeating it throughout the show. 083-374-8962. We've got two books to give away at the end of the show. For those who will be engaging with us, we'll do a random giveaway. Just before we get into speaking to Ntavisin Situha, I'm going to just say I know there's another important thing happening. And so I hope people are watching TV, but they're also listening to us because I know the spa proteas <laughs> are on the cards yeah. representing yeah. us. Yeah. So good luck to the ladies. I know they're going to represent us well. I mean, th- what they've done up to so far has just been amazing. So between six and eight, that game is on. So please give the ladies some love and attention. Um, while you're listening to us and we're going to say good luck to another group of amazing females that are doing it for us again on Sunday on the football pitch. So Banyana Banyana are on the pitch on Sunday. So guys, yeah, I'm feminist in every way and the ladies haven't disappointed me. But let's get on with it. We're talking everything books, everything <laughs> literature, everything author. Okay. Hello, Ntavise. Hello, Osmi How are you, Elsie? I'm good at you. I'm awesome. <laughs> Happy belated birthday. I believe it was your birthday last week, Friday? Yep, and it ended on a high note because I was in this premises um, attending the ladies' night out. So I yeah. should have known we would have gone in and done a happy birthday from <laughs> Hope Alive Radio. But yep. listen, it's only seven days later and yes. it's your birthday until your next birthday. I always say to yep. people, it's my birthday until the next birthday. So it's always my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> All the best. But most importantly, something happened on your birthday. <laughs> you were honored last week. Um, the honoring was this week, Monday. Was it Monday? On the 31st of July. Look at us at Hope Alive Online Radio, shaping minds for a better future. Yep. So yeah, it was a belated birthday present. Hmm. Um, so what happened is my anchor was launched last year. My uh, anchor is your book. My book. book. Yes, yes, my anchor, the book. Yes. So it was launched last year, two days after my birthday. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so <laughs> I always, God, God always leads me to do things on my birthday. 
So it's last year, um, wrote my anchor, and yeah. So to get the award, there's a lady called Anthea mm-hmm. Dyson. Mm-hmm. She was turning 47. So for the past eight, ten years, she has dedicated her life to bring a change in Africa. Gosh. So she started an organization called African. Yes. So how I was nominated is that... Um, Books were sent to her mm-hmm. and her team by publishers. So my publisher, the August Press publishers, they sent my book to her. So they analyzed, they read it. And then every year on her birthday, she honors new African authors. So this year we were around 158 authors in Linksfield. Wow. And from children who are five years, they were honored. So I was blessed to be honored under the category of... Um, Oh, I'll, I'll remember, Lord God, I'm just overwhelmed. Yeah, I can So there were, there were different categories. So my name was called up and I got in this award to show that we recognize you as new authors. We recognize you for the good work that you have done. So I was among the 158 who were honored to be Africa's. It's called African Global Authors Award. Congratulations, sister. We are really <laughs> proud of you. And this is your first book. Yep, it's my first book. Oh my gosh. We need to yeah. also find Anthea. I'd love to have a conversation with her about what yeah. she's doing. Yeah. So we just started off talking about the beautiful <laughs> things that are happening in your life. And somebody's sitting there and saying, Who is that? <laughs> we need to introduce you properly. Properly. <laughs> Can you please introduce Ntavisinstara to the world? Oh Lord. Um saying Geneth. My maiden surname is Godzo. Uh, that's where I was born. So I was born in Alex, Alexandra, mm. and grew up there. My parents got married, and they stayed in Tembisa. Ah, so you're <laughs> back home here yeah. now. Okay. So life happened. My parents uh, separated when I was eight. So we moved back to Alex. There were no lights. There was nothing. So we was back into grandmother's house. And I grew up there. And I went to schools in Alex. And Ntavi sang, loves music. So I was in the choir. I was in the SRC. I was in the soccer. I was in the environment. So you are an extrovert of note. I am. <laughs> I am. Truly. So yeah, Ntavi sang, loves God. I got born again when I was 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, my aunt led me to the Lord. But at home, you know, you grew up in there. So my, my grandmother was the bishop and my mom and my dad. So it was in the house. So you'll get out of your bedroom and the church is built in Jay. Just, just after, outside yeah. more. So we, I, I learned to prepare food for people who will fill up a bus. So we will cook for the congregation. So I know who to call when During I'm in co- <laughs> 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 Just cook for people who are coming to church and bake. So I grew up with, after my parents separated, I grew up with my grandmother, my mm. grandfather, and my mom, who was now starting to look for work because with my dad, she was a housewife. Yes. So she had to work at a shop. And my, my grandfather stepped in and became a father. And yeah, those were the hard years of a teenager because I hated men. I can imagine. Those are a few things you will read in my book. Yeah. I hated men because of a father who was alive but absent. 
you know. Mm. I would look at my father raising other children while we are there. He doesn't take care of it. He was alive but absent. So I couldn't understand when they said God is love. How? How can God be loving and how can God be a father while my father was absent? So I grew up with anger mm. towards men mm. because of an absent father. And I couldn't relate to God. I got saved at 13, but I couldn't. How do you, let's just try and un- align that. So how did you get saved if you couldn't relate to God? I'm just trying, you know, because I'm sure <laughs> there are people there who are saying the same thing. That How did it happen? Yeah, yeah um, you know, as, as a teenager, strange things were happening. Uh, you will read about it as well in the book. Uh, I was having weird dreams. Like I will dream of a cow chasing a cow or going to a river and all that. And mm-hmm. I'll ask my, my grandmother, what's the meaning of that? Mm. And, and my grandmother said, mostly they will say it's an ancestral calling. It's like, what? <laughs> not me, mm. not now. And my aunt, she was saved going to the Assemblies of God. And she took me for a visit. And the language that was spoken there, it was very different. So this other time I went, it was a youth conference. And surely most of you know Pastor Obabugumbi. So he was preaching and he was talking about how he grew up from from a traditional home. Mm-hmm. And he shared these dreams that I was having, chasing cows and all that. And he said, I got saved. You know, I remember that Sunday, I was wearing a long pink floral skirt mm. with a top on it. And I stood up before the altar call was called because of what he was sharing, that God is able to help you in whatever situation you're in. You can be angered. He spoke about the father's love. I was angry with my dad, Mm. but that preaching touched me. I stood up. I went and I received Jesus. Amen to that. I went back home and I said, Grandma, Bishop, I'm no longer part of you in the church and all that. With respect, though, as 13 as I was, and Mm. I said, I've seen light. And I took the word as it was preached. At night, I said, I speak to you my dreams. I won't see these cows and whatnot anymore. Holy Spirit revealed to me exactly what is happening. And it's true that you need to know your family. You need to know what is the meaning of your name. Then I got to understand that I was named after somebody who is a sango. Okay. Do you know? Yeah. And I started navigating that with the Holy Spirit. And that's where I learned to do spiritual warfare. That, Father, I cut anything in my bloodline and my future. That it's not from you. Mm. Even these dreams and ancestral calling. I love the name Tabi saying, though I was named after this person. Mm. And I took it further. I went to see the person I was named after. Mm. And I prayed with her, and I told her about Jesus. On my grandmother's face, and I said, I cut every bloodline that Mm. has ancestral callings and all these things that are not of born again and are not of Christ. And I took Christ literally like that, though I struggled with the love of the Father. Mm. But the Holy Spirit continued to minister to me. I started going to church, going to Sunday school, and yeah, just to, to fast forward it, and I started to heal. But when I was 15, 16, I struggled with depression. Sure. Before we yeah. even get there, because your book talks a lot about that, and that's yeah. what I want us to talk about. So what, because uh, we're going to go in stages now mm-hmm. and talk about what you've gone through and mm-hmm. all the work that you've seen God's hand in your life. Mm. 
When did you decide to write the book, My Anchor? Um, growing up, I've been keeping journals. So I write. Each day I write the dreams mm. I had, what God is leading me to do. Yes. So I kept journals. And turning 40, so I always say, God, what, my, what can I do for my birthday? Mm. So turning 40, uh, two years ago, mm. the Holy Spirit said, those diaries, put them together. We are writing a book. And I'm like, God, a book. I'm a housewife. <laughs> hey, but I look so beautiful. I know. You look yeah. stunning. You're a house executive. Yeah, exec- house, house executive. executive. You're yeah. a house executive. So then. Holy Spirit said, write a book. And I'm like, okay, Holy Spirit, how and when? Where, yes. How do I get the time? And I said, Father, show me what and when to do. And I said, your diaries, take them out. Uh-huh. I want you, like I could hear loudly, Holy Spirit saying, I want you to put your life out there. It is time that your misery becomes your ministry. Wow. And I, then I woke up and I took pen and paper and I started writing and the, the, the title was so clear, My Anchor. Why My Anchor? To, to say that the misery I went through and the hardships, you know, all of them, I was anchored in Christ. So he before is my anchor. We, before we talk about the meaning of anchor, mm. I just want to remind our listeners out there that we have two books that we are giving away. We'll be giving away to those who will be engaging with us on the WhatsApp number, which is 083-374-8962. We are also live on Facebook. If you are on Facebook, you can comment on Facebook as well. We're speaking to Intervisen Situaha. We're speaking about her book, My Anchor. Um, where it talks about how she overcame her life challenges. Why? What is an anchor? When you say God was your anchor throughout your challenges, what do you mean by that? Um, I I looked at you know a ship or a boat on the sea. Yes. Um, when it stands, it has an anchor underneath that holds it together, okay. that it doesn't move. Yes. No matter how much you can try to move that ship, it doesn't move. I mean, if you go to 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 Durban and all that, mm-hmm. and you go to the harbor, mm-hmm. I normally go to Durban every year because my husband's runs comrades. So I looked at the ship and the anchor. Yeah. You'll see the captain throwing the anchor down, and it goes so down to the sea, it holds there that the ship doesn't go. So God is that type of an anchor in my life. He mm. has anchored me through mm-hmm. trials that I never thought I will I'll be still alive. He is that anchor. He's he's more than an anchor. So I just put an anchor to give a picture mm. of who exactly am I talking about. Mm. This this God who taught me to forgive. Mm. This this God who taught me to to love. Even those people who betrayed me, people who rejected me. And this anchor taught me to, to lead my father to the Lord, the one I was angry with. That is a very interesting one because yep. you also talk about it on the, um, in the book in the about book. how you got to have that relationship with your father. But mm. let's talk about the first chapter of your book which says, and we are going to get to the chapter that you speak about mm-hmm. your father. Your first chapter you say when it was hard to say Abba Father. I think it is linked to your father, actually. Mm-hmm. 
what did you mean by that? Why did you name it? As, as I said in the beginning, I couldn't uh, pray our f- the, the, the Lord's Prayer. I couldn't do it. So when I pray, I will, I will substitute my mother who in heaven. Hello, <laughs> be thy name. I did, did you really do that? I did that. It's even in the book. I will, I will literally pray my mother who art in heaven because a, a loving person to me it was a mother me born, uh, not, a dad. not a father so it was hard to say abba father you know yeah. this thing that i understand now that i can literally be on my dad's bosom like anywhere in the bathroom mm. and and cry when i say abba mm. like a, a, a baby going dada mm. i feel his love his hands mm. so i couldn't do that because i've never hugged my dad he has never said I love you. Oy. He, you know, he's alive. Mm. You know, he's mm. alive, and but he's absent. Mm. So you're, that was I can feel the emotions as yeah, you're saying so, it. That, um, you know, I will, I will look at the and I so look like him. <laughs> you know, it was so to say, Abba Father, because um, in my lifetime I was in politics and. This other time, my this other guy said, "No, no, mabatini lo no The way I was so aggressive with this guy. I mean, did you acknowledge that that was your father? I mean, these people saw me from far, <laughs> you know. While I was busy saying "Viva, Viva," yes. And this comrade that said, "No, mabatini." Yes. And it, it will be like <laughs> I'm saying speaking, but it's like my dad. Wow. Look at God. Look at God. And and I, w- I will be so angry afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and I will go home and my mother will say, you know the way you keep time? Your dad keeps time like that. The way you are so confident. My mother, regardless that she separated with my dad, yeah. she instilled so much good things about him. And we really, we really thank her. She and will tell us. She will give us the address where she stays and all of that. So mm. it was difficult to say my upper father because my dad was not there to relate. What is the meaning of, of a, a father. father to say upper father? Sure. But later, the Holy Spirit started teaching me that you say Abba to mm. your Creator mm. and not your dad. It was so difficult to say Abba Father. You know, even in the book, you will find it. I used to call my dad with his first name. I took it a step further. I called him a sperm donor. Yeah. The way I was angry, my boy. That's mm. why I'm saying an anchor that has changed my life. On Father's Day, when people celebrate, I will call him. Say, I love sperm donor. I Yo. don't recognize you as a dad. That's who you are to me. I was angry. I will call him by name. And I was thinking when I call him by that, he, he will feel sorry. He will apologize that he's not there. I couldn't say Abba Father because I look so much like this man. I, I believe even from what you're saying that even in character you were like your dad. Yeah, it got worse. Like I will be sick and my mother go. You know, I remember when I got married to your father, he had asthma issues, he had milk issues. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Difficult to say yeah, about Yeah, when you started off the book. Um, yeah. Stefina Mabasa says, fire, fire, Sisi. And <laughs> my the happiness, Mike says, God is amazing God. all the time. But eventually you managed to to close that gap with your yep. dad. Yep, I, I I mean, in the book, you, you talk about it. What happened? Hey, God happened. Mm. <laughs> God, you know, God... Mm. 
Abba father happened. So grew up with the struggle and all that and bam mm-hmm. found myself at Bible school. Going to Bible school. Hey, this day they are teaching about forgiveness. I'm like, ah, you, no. You, you. I'm taking my bags now. I'm <laughs> leaving. I told you I don't want to be at Bible school. God, I'm leaving. And the Holy Spirit ministered to me. Why did you say you were leaving Bible school? Because I knew that God is going to rebuke me about whatever forgiveness. forgiveness. <laughs> and there's one person I don't want to forgive. And our lecture just said, you know, there's a person here. You're struggling with your health. You have health issues. You have a lot of things. Those things, it's nothing else but unforgiveness. Yeah. And that's me. You know, we're going to Bible school at night mm. from six to nine. Yes. I remember clearly it was half past eight because I was a monitor. I was ringing the bell. I so wanted to ring the bell. That is tea time. <laughs> but I was sobbing. I was in tears. And he said, do the right thing. Forgive that person. And is that leave. the lecturer? Yes. Yeah. Do the right thing. Forgive that person and let go. In fact, we can do that prayer now. Call that name of that person and say, so-and-so, I forgive you. I release you. I literally felt that release, like something went down. When you, when you did that prayer? I was trembling. I, was, I stood up in class. I was Tenshin. trembling. And, and, and it's like it was a burp. Something fell off. I called my father's name so loud. Wow. I wow. forgot that I was a monitor that day. <laughs> And, didn't need to be and I went to my mother point. and I said, I'm planning to go see my dad. Mm. Took a text from Alex, came to Tembisa. I came there and the first thing I said, can you hug me? You really wanted a father's I said, can you hug, hug me? Yeah. I want to sit on your lap as big as I am. <laughs> she was tall. I said, huh? For the first time I said, Papa. my father, oh, he gosh. was shaking. And he said, now I can go. Wow. He said, Uringi? He used to say, he used to call me Me, because he mm. named me after his, his mom. His papa. I looked him in his eyes, deep so, without anger. And I said, please hug me. And I started swinging my legs <laughs> on top of him. And I put my, my, my head on, 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 his, on his chest. chest. And I felt my father's heartbeat and his warmth. And I said, hey, I've never kissed you. Please, please, please kiss me. Sing. Yeah, and I held his face and I went, mwah, mwah, so many times. And sitting there, God said, now do your work. I'm like, which work now? I just want to be a child for a moment. Please, God said, stand up, do your work. And I stood up and I said, can, can we stand? And we held hands. And I said, please forgive me for calling you names. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. You des- you are a father regardless of being present or absent. God, please forgive me, and I need God to forgive me. And I did a prayer, and and on that he said, uh, you know, he was watching a a Sunday show, and he said, I want this Jesus they are talking about. This Jesus your mother taught you, pain. He's an amazing man. And he said, I got what? God said, lead him to me. And I led him to the Lord. I led my dad to the Lord. And me, Bonnie, as I was hugging him, you know, a loud voice, the Holy Spirit said, thank you for doing that um, because soon he will be gone. Wow. In that moment, my father whispered in my ears and he said, did you hear what I heard? Are you serious, Ntabi Singh? It's in the book. 
And I said, hey, I papa kya He said, constantly say papa. I said that. And I, I cried, God, I just reunited with my dad and you're saying soon you're taking him. So I led him to the Lord. I prayed for his hands. I anointed him. And I told him why am I carrying anointing oil? And I said, the Bible say we we pray for people who are not well and we anoint them with oil. And I anointed him. I gave him communion and I read the word. And he said there, and he said, I know you fight. His question was, what will you do if I'm buried and you won't be there? And I said, I will have peace because I've had peace with you there. So we literally spoke that, like, I'm seeing him for the last time. And I was indeed. Sure. So when it was difficult to say Abba Father, the ending I ended up saying Abba Father. You are listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa.